Hi, everyone. Here's a sneak peek of Dishing Drama with Dana Wilkie. If you'd like to hear the full episode, please subscribe to us on Patreon. Come on, bitch, bitch, let's go. Come on, get, get, get ready, bitches. Oh, wow. What is this? What is this entrance? This is the very respectful tribute to Queen Elizabeth, who sadly passed away Mm. and had her funeral this week. Mm. Yeah. So that's my, that's my, uh, that's all she gets for her tribute. Is you no, I want that. you to play some Perfect. regal music. I would like you to honor her with me- regal music. Now, please. Okay. And a moment of silence mm-hmm. with regal music. First the regal music, <laughs> then the moment of silence. So I've been meaning to ask you, Casey, I don't know if I've ever asked you this. Uh Uh-oh, what? Are you a Sussex Squad member or a sugar? If I knew what those were, I I might be able to tell you. I feel like I've told you this before, but I'm going to remind you so you could tell me what you are. Okay. Okay. All right, ready? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I don't know where the nickname came from, but Auntie Megan and Harry people, Prince Harry or whatever Mm -hmm. he is now, call themselves the Sussex Squad. And just Megan and Harry followers in general call themselves the Sugars. Okay, Mm. the Sussex Squad love Meghan Markle, but can be nasty to any Auntie Megan peeps. They've been known to attack them online if they say anything against Megan. Okay, they even do fundraising for her. And the sugars are are called the sugars because they sugarcoat everything to do with the royals and Markle. What do you think? I think I'm a sugar then. So you're pro Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Oh no, that no, I'm Sussex. <laughs> oh my god! After all that, you didn't get it. <laughs> no, well, I mean, you confuse me. For the viewers out there, she actually told me it was the reverse of this. So don't don't try to play me out here. First of um, all, it's a podcast. They're listeners, but <laughs> no, they're not. They're watching you. They're watching your every move. I would say I'm Sussex. Your Sussex means you don't like them. I don't like I don't <laughs> I don't like them that much. I um, I liked uh, Suits <laughs> on I USA. I liked that show. Um, I actually you didn't liked really her watch fashion. that. Yeah. You liked her fashion. I actually really <laughs> didn't really understand that she was even on that, um, <laughs> for many, many years. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, I, I find her to be just a little bit, uh, manipulative in the media. 
So you were happy that she got slighted and had to sit in the second row at the funeral without being with the royal family. And you were happy that she was slighted at the Jubilee as well. Well, she she got she had to sit in the second row. <laughs> yeah, at the funeral. And then at the Jubilee, the queen made sure she was totally treated as an outside royal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of mean. I don't really love that. But being put in the second row is kind of funny. Okay. Well, I just want to tell you the real tragedy of uh, my day. I mean, besides being totally devastated about the loss of the queen, who I had so much respect for. I mean, can you imagine not having, being able to say your opinion for like over 70 years and being neutral for the sake of what you symbolize? It's just really profound, actually. It's, Mm. It's an amazing, she was an amazing woman. Um, But I was really devastated because I had wanted to get a queen Barbie doll. They did a Jubilee queen Barbie doll from Mattel. And I wasn't. Yeah, you're really into the Barbie dolls. I forgot about that. You have like a closet full of them, right? Uh, well, I don't have those Thousands anymore. Thousands and thousands, right? Yeah, I used to have thousands of Barbies, but no, I don't have them anymore. Unfortunately, I have like two now. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but I love my two that I have. Um, but I wanted the Queen Barbie, and it, it originally it was like one hundred and forty-five dollars. But then um, all these people, collectors, bought it up, and so regular people that just wanted to just get online and buy it, they were gone, and um, now they're selling for like five hundred dollars. Whoa! Yeah, so it's out of my budget, my Barbie budget. <laughs> mm, yeah, I could yeah. sell you mine for cheap, but I don't know. I'll think about it. <laughs> You're probably gonna give it to PK. I know you. Yeah, he asked first. All right. So let's bring our chief royal correspondent at Dishing Drama, Dana, Andrew, Detective Andrew, Little Rich Blue Blood Andrew. So many names, so little time. Andrew, welcome to the show. Dana, I'm so happy to be back. It's been a minute. Andrew, Andrew, are you a sugar or are you a Sussex? I'm neither because I like Harry. I think Meghan Markle is just not relatable. I think some things did happen to her, but I also like the royal family a lot. Mm. And we'll get into it in a minute why I do. Okay, then I want to go with his answer. I changed mine to his, what he's doing. (laughs) You should, you should. Andrew's very smart. Follow his lead, follow his lead. Okay, so let me honor the queen with some statistics that were just so flattering to her uh, that occurred during the funeral. First of all, there were 2,000 dignitaries and guests at Westminster Abbey for the state funeral, and those ranged from King Charles III and other royal uh, world leaders, including U.S. President Joe Biden and members of the British public who helped to battle the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, But more importantly, Andrew's uh, cousins, I believe, (laughs) who are dignitaries, right? Andrew, we're at the uh, we're at the funeral. Well, dignitaries is a bit of a stretch. (laughs) But yes, my cousins did attend. Um, So Dana did an episode a little while back called Million Dollar American Princesses or did a little soundbite of something like that. And I reached out to her and I actually said, actually, my aunt was one of them and her name was May Golette. Um, and she married into, this, into uh, the British nobility um, and got herself 
a duke and uh, made herself a Scottish duke um, through the title of uh, Roxborough. And she moved into a place called Forest Castle. If anyone's familiar with Scotland, it's absolutely a stunning castle. Um, but yes, because my two relatives, because uh, my aunt and uncle both went, um, as well as some of the, and is uh, the next heir to the line of the title. They went to the funeral as to host the family seat there, as they would, um, and they will go for Charles's coronation. So there might be two parts to this episode um, in a couple months. <laughs> that's awesome. Andrew, that's so cool. Did they tell you anything? Yes, they did. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Okay. Let me finish the statistics. So this is so exciting. I can't wait to hear the on the ground stuff that you found out from your, your very important cousins. Oh my goodness. I love royalty. Okay. So there were 800 guests at the committal service and, uh, that was at St. George's chapel in Windsor. There were 5,949 military personnel deployed throughout the meticulously choreographed operation that began with the Queen's death on September 8th, but we're going to be talking about that in a minute, at her Balmoral estate in the Scottish Highlands. And let's see, some other really exciting numbers were there were 142 Royal Navy ratings tasked with pulling the state gun carriage carrying the queen's coffin on Monday. Um, and they did that from the house of parliament for her funeral and afterward for her procession through London. There were more than 10,000 police officers that were involved in trying to keep the public, you know, in line during the funeral because there were so many people. And I, I don't know what the numbers were for, you know, people watching it on TV. But I mean, I have to imagine that it was like, what, several hundred million people? So the forecasted um, through USA Today News said that it was going to be around uh, 3.4 billion is what I looked at about in total viewers. Now, oh because gosh. it's going to take, it's going to take so much um, just cooperation to get the final numbers in but this is probably going to be one of the most watched events of the decade. It was one of them. Yeah, it was definitely. I know that there was something like 2 million people that went to the funeral on the street and people were waiting in line to show their respects 12 hours. That was at its queen. minimum at the height on, it was the last day that the coffin was on display and well, on in Westminster and Parliament, sorry, the Houses of Parliament, the line reached over 24 hours. And the Parliament was open for 23 hours, only leaving an hour for the guards to rest. Wow. I know that the movie theaters had to open their doors to broadcast the funeral because it, there was such a demand for people wanting to, you know, see, and they just couldn't even, you know, I mean, it was already like everybody watching it on TV and everything. Yes. Wow. So the one, there was a really incredible statistic I found. Would you like to know it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> There were 2,868 diamonds, along with 17 sapphires, 11 emeralds, 269 pearls, and four rubies 
sparkling in the imperial state crown that rested on the queen's coffin as she lay in state. And do you actually know how they were secured? No, tell me. So a lot of people arose the questions because they were placed upon uh, the coffin while she was on tour, um, while her uh, coffin was on tour and all different things. Um, So actually they were screwed down um, for security reasons, of course, they were screwed down so they wouldn't roll around or damage at all because a lot of times the materials, it's so old that it gets a little weaker. The enamel gets a little weaker of the actual moldings that it's in and the prongs that hold the jewels. So they were very careful with it. And then as her body was being lowered, they had uns- they were unscrewing it right there. And um, my uncle took a picture of it and I will send it to you, Dana, so you can post it on the Patreon. Oh, yay. Of course, we'll credit you as the superstar with the awesome royal family. (laughs) Well, I know that it was commented that the now King Charles was crying at one moment uh, during the funeral that was very touching for him, which is, I guess, when they took the crown and the scepter and the orb from the top of the coffin. Yes. And they put it, I guess, on a, a, some sort of, what do they put it on a pedestal or something. And it was like very symbolic that now that role was over that. And it was now his responsibility, something that he had been, you know, uh, hoping for and training for, for so many years. And really like, it was a big moment for him and he started to weep. Yes. Well, Charles has waited longer than anybody in the history to become king, to be the next heir apparent. So you kind of fall into a rut. Um, Now, one story that I find completely touching about this is that um, Jenna Jenna Bush Hager um, was actually dining with Prince, uh, who is now King Charles III and Queen Camilla, That is her actual title now, everybody. It's not Queen Consort Camilla. It is Queen Camilla. What? Um, Why? Um, Throughout history, there have been consort positions, but just for simplicity and throughout history, they've always been referred to as queen. Uh, uh, It's king and queen. Okay, got it. So although that's, they were calling her queen consort, they now just lose the consort and call her queen from now on. Yes. Well, that's also in part to honor Diana's memory. I think it's, please keep in mind, Camilla has been very unpopular for a very long time. That's no surprise to no one. Um, I think it's just the media trying to brace the cushion a little bit because the family was very caught off guard by the passing of the queen at the, at that time. Well, I mean, that seems surprising just because all the 6,000 people that participated Like there were no mistakes. I mean, it just seemed as though it was just something they just have. I mean, I guess they plan it, what, 10 years in advance or something. Apparently, according to Palace Insiders, this had been planned since the 80s. Oh, wow. At this scale. Wow. There is always an emergency funeral plan that changes with the monarch. Um, like as it, as they get older. So this plan was set in motion. We believe it was in its first iteration in the 80s. And then after the Platinum Jubilee, which, or, and um, it did a much bigger overhaul into what it is today. 
and especially after the death of um, Prince, uh, Prince Philip, uh, her beloved husband, they changed it after her move to Windsor um, when she announced that she would no longer be at Buckingham Palace full time. Do you know why she didn't want to be at Buckingham Palace? She just wanted to be out in the country. Was that like her favorite house in Scotland or? Uh, yes, Balmoral is her favorite as well as Windsor. She just enjoyed being with her animals and she couldn't really be with her ponies in London um, to the way she liked to be. And also she was getting, she decided that, you know what, her entire life had been for service and she always had the accompaniment of her husband. So what a lot of people said, and this was even um, during her Jubilee, she chose to attend which events she wanted to go to and she chose what it was. And I think for some people, it was a bit of a shock because she really had devoted all of her life to service up until I would say about the last nine months. So uh, what do you think about these rumors? If we don't, if you don't mind, I'd love to back up a minute and talk about the queen's uh, death. There's been so many rumors that she was suffering from potentially leukemia that there was bruising on her hands and that experts were saying that those bruises and photos might've been an indicator that she was struggling from leukemia. Uh, how do you so, feel about that? Or what did you hear? I can pretty much disbar those rumors about leukemia very quickly. Okay. Um, leukemia, it would have been very different and it would have been a much more rapid deterioration that we would have saw on the queen. She, what a lot of people had said as palace insiders, um, as you, of course, when she was at that age, she was just bruising very quickly. Like if her arm brushed up against the wall or she lost her balance for a second and hit like the side of the table to grab it too forcefully, she was starting to bruise. She was also starting to lose weight apparently. And I cannot confirm this, but I have heard from close more people who were in the circle that she was switched to a softer foods diet that consisted of more puddings and things more easy to digest. That was not her normal diet. So what do you think caused it? Just old age or? I'm going to say old age. I mean, her mother lived to 101. Her husband lived to 99. I think if she was 76 and this happened, that I think would have been an appropriate time to bring up leukemia. But with all the facts, I think if she was diagnosed with leukemia, even at early stage one of that age, I just think that she would have been gone within the month of us seeing her deteriorate, not within about, it was really about two years of seeing deterioration of some sort in well, her physical appearance. I think she died because she missed her husband so much. That's, That's what I think. Too. I think actually that was the reason she passed that if you were to ask, I'd say she missed Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, because that was her comfort. It was her companionship. And that was the only person I would say, you know, even her kids, like that was the person she spent her time with, joked, had been through everything with her, understood her, where she could have intimate moments with without having to worry about all of the BS. And he was a very down to earth man, you know, in his own right. He was kind of like yeah. a cut through the crap guy. And, and, you know, I watched The Crown and he is a very attractive personality. And I just could see, her saying like, 
you know, I've done my part. My son is old. He's ready. He's happy. Um, my other son, Prince Andrew, not so much, but he's settled his lawsuit. And, you know, basically I miss my husband and I want to go to him now. I absolutely agree that she died of a broken heart. Yeah. Yeah. I think she missed him. And I, I mean, that can be enough when you're at that age, you know, you just don't want, you just sort of waiting, I guess, you know, speaking of Charles for a second, some things I want to mention the queen did watch the crown prince philip did not he said god no who do you think i am uh when he was asked that question at a dinner party but the but he first asked the person are you a producer on the crown at a dinner party and he replied no but he does know the person who plays philip uh matt smith yeah well i mean he was very likable on the crown so i hope Um, that's what he's really like matt smith (laughs) In real life, I have a Matt Smith story. Okay, share it. If you are liking what you're hearing, please review, rate, and subscribe.